0: Tradies and builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Directing traffic from the base of the ruck, it's Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball with the Rugby Run on SCNZ.
1: This is the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run Just Gone at 2 o'clock Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass and joining us uh, from the Other side of the ditch is a man Who is big on quality control particularly when it Comes to IPAs and Marshall, I hear he's hearing your way, hitting uh, your way As well shortly uh, Matt Burke joins us G'day mate how are ya?
0: <laughs> if you can send through some forms That'd be great because Marshall I believe you're going to go Through the roof mate I think it's going to be the
2: next uh, Mick Fanning I believe Is that right? <laughs> well mate I tell you um, the one thing that I can do is lace it up for you Aussies that's for sure just tell you it's like a 4 percenter and, and make it a 9 so uh, no oh, doubt I there's been some it. shenanigans involved in that love it love it
1: I, uh, Matt the, uh, the, the magic round in Melbourne uh, Yeah. It was a second time round this time without COVID of course so I suppose we can judge it properly what have you made of it so far
0: uh, look, you know, I, I I like it. You know, I, I think it's great to have uh, you know rugby in one town and one place. That um, you know, getting a, a festival of it. Uh, could they change it and go elsewhere next year, like a uh, one of the Kiwi provinces, one of the you know a Queensland or a New South Wales, or even sort of you know further around Australia? Um, it that may be on the cards, but certainly Amy's uh, put on a, pre- a pretty good show down there. I, I'd still love to see some more. Um, some more support there, but look at the moment. Um, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's a, it's a good concept. It's something uh, a little bit innovative, and uh, and all of a sudden you've got um, you know lots of footy to watch over a festival of weekends.
2: Berkey, you obviously know what's going on in the northern hemisphere because they don't um, do anything bar remind us of how good they are at the moment. So that, that's uh, <laughs> typical of them. Um, nothing changes, does it? But. Uh, <laughs> Have you liked what you've seen out of the first couple of rounds of Super? Do you feel that uh, you know our teams are going to be super competitive come sort of middle of uh, this year?
0: Yeah, I think so, Marshy. I mean, I mean, it's difficult to judge in the first couple of rounds, I suppose, because uh, like your guys as well. Uh, yeah, our Wallaby guys only got back, um, you know, mm. pretty quickly, and 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 first game back was first, literally first game back was first round. Um, uh, because they have that break after that end-of-season tour. So yeah, they'll, they'll start to find their straps, um, find their gears, so to speak. But mind you, though, you can't not be in the groove straight away because you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing. I mean, we saw it you know, the other night uh, for, for the Waratahs boys, the, the Fijian crew. were. You know, I was just laughing with the coach just then, uh, Darren Coleman. Uh, he said, what about some of the hits? I said that that hit uh, that Tane took for for Jorgo down the left hand side there, little Max Jorgensen, You just know you're going to get cut in half to set up the other bloke. Um, but that went all through the, the the game, and 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 I've noticed there's been a maybe a lift in intensity in that space as well, uh, Marshy. Uh, you know something. Watching a couple of the Crusaders games early, um, Chiefs were on fire that first week. Uh, they came back and uh, and wrote the wrongs uh, uh, the other night. Uh, Crusaders there, that's for sure um blues on fire again you know haven't sort of left off where they where they started uh or they finished i should say and then um we're looking at a a couple of uh, aussie games this afternoon and and obviously that that brumbies blues match is going to be huge yeah that's going to be a real catalyst uh uh, to to see where the aussie teams are in terms of where the brumbies are that's for sure
2: yeah speaking of the the aussie teams look it'd be very remiss of me and i can't help myself to be perfectly honest uh and you know, you know the man well as I do, champ. Um, Eddie's uh, Eddie's back in the mix. Um, well, what did you make of that? And and do you think it's the right move for Aussie rugby leading into a Rugby World Cup to get Eddie involved? Um, you know, with just a few yeah. months to prepare the side.
0: Yeah, it was, it was an interesting call, Marcia. That's for sure. I mean, I, we got asked about it probably two weeks earlier. I was like, well, maybe he's done his time. Is is his style right? Uh, you know, I remember when the it's sort of you know vice versa. The, the Queensland pardon me, the English journo's rang uh, when he got the job over there, and I said, you know, what, what will he bring? I said he'll bring intensity to the team, uh, and he'll re bring that. You have to develop, you have to you have to change as a as a coach and and, and your coaching styles. Uh, but what he does know, um, and I was trying to explain it to someone the other day, he's certainly not going to come in blind. I mean, he knows everything about every person, every player, every team around the world. And so that's his um, that's his forte, that's his strength, and and what it does now is also is is, is probably take away perhaps a little bit of complacency that was in maybe in Australian ranks, um, and, and I use that word a bit loosely because complacency is mm-hmm. when you're winning everything. Um, you know our guys were you know running at 38 percent success rate, and and I, I was talking to the, the the big chairman or the chairman, the big boss, and he said you know hope is not a a strategy. You've got to be able to plan for these World Cups. So, look, he'll come in. He'll, he'll form a team around him. Uh, it's certainly given some life to the players, that's for sure, That who are perhaps on the outer or on the edge, you could say. And, um, look, in the end, maybe it is the right call. Um, you know, you feel sorry for someone who gets outed in a coach, uh, as in Dave Rennie. Uh, I caught up with him a couple of times, a lovely guy, but unfortunately, the world we're living in now, from a sports perspective, it, it's big business
2: complacency I guess um is is something that's not really in in Eddie Jones's repertoire you know he he doesn't make you feel no nah, correct I I've been coached by him you've been coached by him he doesn't even make you feel comfortable does he he, he so what, nah. what, what if you were to explain to the listeners like in terms of the the, the results he gets and and you know you can look honestly let, let's let's put this out there, mate. You could probably only put up with Edie for two to three years as a coach, because then everyone gets the shits with him. Because he's just—he's <laughs> that type right. of bloke, isn't he? But yeah, like yeah. That short-term hit. Those players will not feel comfortable in the environment. But by hell, he gets the best out of them, doesn't he? He Has that knack?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's the one. Um, you know, th- there's uh, there's a lot to learn in a very short period of time when he's when he's coach. Uh, he asks for a lot out of you as as a player. Mm. Um, you've got to know your game, you've got to know your game style, you've got to know your plays, which, which is stock standard. Uh, but then he puts pressure on you to make sure that you execute at the highest uh, possible fashion. Uh, I think he's. I think the, one of the, the biggest, um, well, the toughest things for, for the team is the actual assistant coaches. You know, they get absolutely worked to the bone. I think that's what he's talking about, a bit of burnout there as well. You know, like these blokes are, you know, it's their job, I understand, but they're working literally 24-7. Uh, the players, do they get a reprieve a little bit? Um, certainly, if you think you're comfortable in, in any space, uh, you will get a rude awakening. And I think you're right. That's that short-term, uh, I suppose, effect that he has. I think he used the conversation the other day uh, in a in a, a press conference saying, you yeah, know, we're going to do a, a smash and grab. We're going to get in there, we're going to get out, we're going to do a job and get out with the prize. So, And, and that's what he'll be able to bring. Uh, four or five test matches before the actual start of the World Cup – including a rugby championship, obviously chuck a couple of Blennazlows in there and one against France. Um, It's not much time, though, to get everyone together, so everyone's going to be happy peaking at the right right time.
1: On that, Matt, you know, because I was surprised to see him get a contract right through to the next World Cup, and as Marshy said, you know, he's a bloke who uh, has an instant impact, but maybe uh, that voice... Um, gets tired a couple of years in, three years in maybe. Yeah. Um, do you see him coaching at 2027 20, or do you believe that halfway through that t- tenure he'll take a role upstairs, maybe retention and recruitment of players for the for the Wallabies and, and, and looking at the system?
0: No, I, th- I think you will. I think, and I go back to 2003 when, you know, Marsha you and I were running around in Sydney for our respective countries. Um, I think he has a bit of unfinished business there with... Uh, the results in 03. Uh, I think, you know, he's been around. I mean, you look at his you look at his World Cup record, and, and it's pretty special. Um, even though he hasn't won the, the, the big uh, the big cup as a coach per se, he was involved in South Africa's win in 07. Uh, he was there with us in 03, runners-up. Runners-up, uh, what, 2019? Uh, 15, he then took on that England team after Lancaster was there and, and, and sort of took them to great heights. I think they were either one-off matching the world record for a number of wins, so, you know, there, there's, something, um, there's something that it can contribute. I think also you've got to remember that for six months of the year, seven months of the year, they don't have him as a coach, you know? So, uh, you know, most of your provinces, well, your provinces do most of the actual sort of fitness component strength and conditioning, uh, and then you sort of hand them over. But I know that the handover position in previous, I suppose, 10 years hasn't been good enough, so they'll make sure that, you know, they're up to scratch physically-wise, uh, that when they get to – now wearing that gold jersey, that they are in great shape, great size, great strength, great speed. Uh, and so I think that's where he'll put his emphasis on and not be too over the top in that space. So yeah, 27 uh, at home will be, a, 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 I think, a massive carrot for him.
2: Berkey, big game today. Um, you know, Obviously, the Waratahs, uh, you know, a good win for them um, last night, although it was, a, it was a tough old battle, which it always is against yeah. the draw. Um, but I guess if you're looking at the Aussie Super Rugby teams, you know when we're looking at it, and this is not being disrespectful to the Waratahs, you're a, you're a former team, but you would you would probably say the Brumbies, and a lot of New Zealand players are saying the Brumbies are the team that they kind of see as the biggest threat. Um, are they capable yep. of upsetting the Blues this afternoon?
0: Uh, can they upset the Blues? Uh, I don't know what the betting would be at the moment around that match but I think the Blues will be favourites. Rommies can certainly, you know, spark uh, a team. You know, they, they've they've got a, a forward pack that's shot for the wallabies. They've got a backline that's shot for the wallabies. I actually haven't even looked at their lineup yet, so I don't know if, if like White Lolloseio is playing or or they've gone uh, the the combination from last week with Gabrassini and Crew. So uh, they've got some talent uh, on the board there. They've got that strong out that they that they've you know been renowned for over the last couple of years, and I think what we saw last week against the Brumbies, they've got this ability to play at the back. So, you know, their catching and passing was outstanding. I thought Lenny out in that space against the Waratahs uh, only last week, he's you know, I, I thought I knew he was a good player. I didn't realise he was that good, and his fast feet were outstanding. Then he got Tool on the wing there, who's the, the seven specialist, uh, you know, just electric, sort of, you know, a, a Cheslin Colby-esque type player. So they've got mm. some firepower. Can they match it with the Blues uh, up front? Uh, and that's going to be that. That's going to be the question. Yeah, you've got to match that physicality. And so I think you're right in that space to say that the Brumbies are probably the number one team in Australia. Uh, our boys the other week were a little bit nervous. Uh, new stadium, new new round. Uh, you know, hoping that we get a big crowd, as in we, the Waratahs, get a big crowd, and they did. And they sort of uh, they sort of just I think had a bit of a um, a lapse in concentration, but. You're right, though. I think that the, looking at the broader scheme of things from an Australian perspective, the Brumbies should be the ones that would finish highest on the ladder, I think, from an Australian uh, perspective.
1: Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, just having a look at that uh, Brumbies team, uh, Jack DeBrosini's been named in the 10 again, ahead of Lola Seal. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah right. we, I mean, that surprised me last week. What do you think that means from a Stephen Larkham sort of point of view. I mean, I know he's coached in Munster for the last three years, but he. we all think of him as a flair player and the Brumbies have played a bit of a grinding type of style the last few years. I wondered if we yeah. were going to see more flair. Do you, do you see that being brought in?
0: Yeah, well, last week they, they did. Uh, absolutely. They they threw it behind uh, a couple of players, as I said. Um, you know, they, they had some uh, fast feet to get out in the wits there and they scored some good tries by, by good ball movement. But again, it comes to up front. It comes to yeah, dominating up front allows you to play, and and now I look at that I look at that situation with Debra Senia at ten there, and he's a bigger body than Lollisier. Um so maybe that's a that's a factor in saying you know there's going to be some people running down that channel. We've got to be able to, to knock it off. Uh, I know he uh, in that last game against Wales in the tour last year when I think Wales were up about sort of you know 31-14 I think, and they came back. Rennie put him on the bench uh, and said, you're my finisher. Uh, you're my ace up the sleeve. So maybe uh, Larkin is sort of, you know, looking at that same thing as well to say, hey, you're my finisher. You can come on, you can control the game when a little bit of fatigue sets in and you can sort of got, uh, direct and control the, the game from there. So um, it's all well and good. But Marci, as you know, you want to start a game. You know, you want to sit the tone and yep. you want to be up front there and and, uh, and be that, person that wears the number 10 jersey, not the, not the bloke that wears number 22. So um, it's a, it, it may be a bit of an ego hit for him, but if you can understand his place and his role in that team, uh, it might be a, a beneficial move for the Brumbies.
2: It's a good point you make, Berkey. So like when you and I were duelling back in the day, and uh, we, we were looking at playing against you blokes, like we knew from, from week to week or whatever it might be, test match to test match, that you were going to be in the 15 jersey, and and that was your jersey, um, and and the back line was structured around that. And at the moment, if I look at a area of vulnerability for for Australia, it's like at fullback. No, like, honestly, who who yeah. will be the wallaby fullback? Yeah. I just can't get my head around who that's going to. Are they going to piss around with putting a, a ten out there or a or, or a winger? Um, you know, what what do you think? Where does that sit for you at the moment? And, and,
0: and a, a great question, Marcia, because, you know, on, the, on that tour last year, you, you're right, you're swapping players yep. around out of position. You're taking a good 13 and put them at 15. You're taking a good 11 and put them at 15. And, and look, it's a completely different, you know, scope of the game of the play. Uh, it, it's, it's asking them to, to do a role that's sort of unfamiliar. Uh, I, I go back to the uh, Jordan um, uh, Paisami. Uh, pardon me. Um, uh, tyre uh i That's the part of me. Um, and and he said, "Look, I wouldn't mind playing fullback this week." And it was like, you don't just say, "I want to play fullback this week." <laughs> you got to You got to grind it out in Super Rugby to work out that you mm. understand the role, you know, absolutely down pat. So, who's the fifteen? I actually don't know. Jock Campbell might be a good start, uh, but he wasn't playing last week. He gets a start, I think, on the bench this week for, for Queensland against the um, against the Force. Um, but there's not many others around. You've got Ben Donaldson playing at 15 for at Waratahs at the moment. Um, you, you, I just, Marcia, you're right. I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm stumped in that spot. And I think that's where it came back from the Wallabies in previous uh, years. We didn't have, as in the Wallabies didn't have a team that was set. So week in, week out, you know that there's your, your stock standards are going to be in the team. There's a lot of rotating around, a lot of moving its positions. And, and I think as a player, sometimes it just gets in your head. You say, like, if I'm, be, if I'm going to be number 15, like, just leave me in that role, and week to week I will get better and better and better. I'll set a standard, but I'll get better and better and better. Um, it was like they were playing too many mind games for these guys. And, it, mate, we are simple beasts, uh, football players. So all you have to do is just get it sorted and, uh, and, and play the percentages, and then you get some consistency, right? And then, you, and then all of a sudden in the head, uh, you're in a good space. And you can, you can do things that perhaps... Uh, Maybe week in, week out You normally don't do So uh, I think there's a big part Of getting that team As you said, Marsha Down, Pat And who the fullback is Mate, I do not know that yet
2: Unfortunately The irony of that Is neither do we Because You know, the yeah, All Blacks Are right. They're in the same They're in the same mode Where they are kind of like They'll, they'll play a, If yeah. they have to play and They'll put Barrett At fullback Or They seem reluctant To put an actual fullback Like Will Jordan there So it's like Kind of weird yeah, And yeah. it's such a pivotal I... position As you know, isn't it? It's like a team oh. basically revolves around their 15, and it's communication.
0: And it's communication. Um, don't be afraid uh, to take a look at young Jorgo, young Max Jorgensen. He's playing on the wing at the moment. He may get a start uh, throughout this campaign at fullback um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, he's got some good skills, but again, he's 18. So, you know, he hasn't had a great deal of time. I think they, I think they said the other week, it's the first time he's played against men you know like it, it's, it's in that space he did really well and he's got enthusiasm but you know do you rely on a, a, a bloke at that age to be able to guide yourself around make the right decisions from the back there and, 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 and get you on the front foot so um, yeah what's this space I think that's going to be a, a big question
2: and just quickly, mate, uh, just to let the listeners know, what are you up to today over there? You um, you were always one of the innovators for uh, Budgie Smugglers and going for a run along the beach. <laughs> are you, you up to that this afternoon?
0: Or? I've, I've done that this morning, Marsha. You should know that already, mate. Uh, you know, the the TV puts on 10 pounds, mate, so I've got to try and keep the weight off. That's the uh, that's the good part about it. Mate, I'm watching uh, children play at the moment. We're playing touch footy at the moment. It's the final... Uh, at, uh, at Sydney so we're not far from the airport you may have heard a couple of planes go past and yeah. um, uh, touch footy season is about to finish and then we're going to kick off rugby next week so bring the mouth guards out ready to play
1: Good stuff Matt thanks very much for your time my friend we'll let you go uh, and, and, and finish watching the kids big final game at the touch footy I really appreciate your time bro go well and uh, enjoy the games this afternoon uh, trust you get a seat Cheers, Bertie. Pleasure, guys. Always good to chat. Cheers. Uh, Matt Burke there with us on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Parts. When we come back, Marshy is going to give us his Kubota Mr. Reliable for the round.